The Dallas Cowboys were absolutely blown off the field by the San Francisco 49ers. Just how bad of a loss was it? We'll discuss on this episode of the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Lana McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Lana, the Cowboys blown out on Sunday Night Football 42-10 to 10, uh, against the 49ers in a, in a game that really wasn't even that close. From a 10,000-foot view, mm. just how bad of a loss was this? Man, I think this is the worst spot to, to kind of look at this from, I feel like. Um, it's, I mean, it's terrible. It's, look, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I got a lot of tweets last night, and obviously I am well-known as the uh, as the Cowboys Twitter optimist, I guess. Uh, I got nothing for you guys today. I mean, it's. Cowboys went into this game as healthy as they could be. They had their first, they had their starting line uh, for the first time in two years. Uh, they had a good week of practice. Like I think you, you brought up before the show, McCarthy said, you know, on Saturday he had a very crisp practice. They just didn't look like they belonged in the same building. And it, honestly, like the, the amount of things that are frustrating about the, the uh, you know, the loss, obviously the score, the way the offense played, the way the defense couldn't, you know, hold up the way you hoped they would. Um, the way that the the they you know completely dove headfirst into the quicksand once they got into a, a a losing game script and and you know that's when the interception started happening. I mean, honestly, I turned the game off before the interception started happening. Um, I, I just think it's it's from a ten thousand foot view, it's it it makes you question whether this is this team is going to ever be good enough to to get where you want want to go because. Um, you know, like you, you go into the off season last year, you try to close the gap with San Francisco. And and let's also be very, very clear up front. Like that team that we played last Sunday is the best team in football. And it's frankly, not even that close. I don't think, um, I think they're the, they're by far the most talented and probably the best coached. And and I think that the talent gap, uh, between the, 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 the player personnel talent gap between the 49ers and the Cowboys, uh, is, is noticeable. Uh, but I think where, you know, the, the, the game was completely brought out of hand was the way the two teams were coached and the scheme that was there it, the Cowboys, again, even with, without Kellen Moore, or even with Mike, you know, with, uh, uh, McCarthy in there, the Cowboys could not, uh, find any positive yardage, uh, for like the first five drives that they were on the field. They couldn't do anything. They, it, yeah. it, it looked exactly like the last two San Francisco games. It looked absolutely no different. So. We're going to be pretty critical of the Cowboys. I'll I'll be the one to be a little bit of an optimist for. Some no, time. we're switching yeah. roles. I don't like it. Teams like teams have had these kind of losses before and bounce back. I'll give you three sure. recent examples. In 2020, 
Tampa Bay was playing the Saints in Tampa Bay. This is a Saints team that beat them, I think, five straight games, and they lost 38-3 to and got absolutely blown off the field. Tampa would go on to beat the Saints in the playoffs that year win the Super Bowl. In 2021, the the Rams lost to the 49ers in San Francisco. I believe the score is 41 to 10 before ultimately beating them in the NFC Championship game later that year and obviously winning the Super Bowl. 2022, the Chiefs got blown out by Buffalo, a team that had given them some problems over the previous years. Like this happens. The hard part for the Cowboys in this one is is this has now been three straight times where you've lost to the 49ers. And it's seemingly all three games, it's gotten worse. Um, and I'm just not sure if the Cowboys have the personnel to match up with the 49ers right now. I, it's, it's tough. It, it really feels like going into the year, we thought that the Cowboys were at least in the same tier as the 49ers and Eagles. And we can debate the Eagles a little bit because they've looked shaky, but at the same time, they're 5-0. and It feels like the gap between Dallas and San Francisco is pretty, pretty sizable. And even on FanDuel, uh, the Cowboys have been pretty consistently, they, they've had the third best odds to win the NFC over the last four months. Today is the first day they don't. The Lions have now surpassed them in odds. I think that's pretty notable. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, again, to kind of turn back to the the direness of the, the 10,000 view here, I think the, the problem that I'm really running into now is that uh, have we reached the ceiling here with, with this group? Like, is this just as good as they're going to be? I thought that last night. Actually, we're going to save a little bit of that for segment two. But yes, I, I thought about that a little bit. It's like, is this team just not built to be able to beat elite, elite teams like that? I mean, they sure haven't proven us otherwise. Like, the, they, they've shown exceptions through the rule. Um, but but I'm at the point now where it's it's hard to argue with the facts. And the Cowboys well, actually, let me, push, is- let me push back on that for a second. I think this is just a bad matchup for San Francisco. I think if you put them against a couple of the top teams in the AFC, their styles just match up way better. Like, frankly, I think they match up so much better against the Chiefs and the Bills than they do the 49ers that can play a very balanced style of offense and can dominate you on defense. Yeah, sure. Styles make fights, um, for sure. But, um, you know, championship teams find ways to win against all types of teams and the Cowboys yeah. can't, aren't, aren't doing that and they haven't gotten any better. Uh, you know, I think that they, I, I think that they actually played a better second game in the playoffs last, last year. I felt like they improved. Uh, at least versus, on defense. At least yeah. on defense. Um, but this is, this is a step backwards. This may be a worse game than, than their first playoff game. So uh, my, my, yeah, I think that's, that's where my biggest, you know, you're asking me where I'm the most upset, the most, you know, depressed about this, this loss is that to me, uh, it's, yes, I, I 100% do I believe the Cowboys can come back, make the playoffs, and you know, do all the things that they want to do? Absolutely. It's all, it's still all in front of them. But but to me, it's it's a pretty scary indicator that, uh, you know, the Cowboys were given every single opportunity to, yep. I mean, just make the game close. Like, not even, like, I'm not even talking about winning the game, just like, have it be a close be competitive. Game and, yeah. And they got blown off the field. Like, well, and I, I think that's the thing for me is like, it's not one thing. We're going to talk about Dak in a second. It's not just Dak. It's not just the offensive line. The defense gave up, I think it was 380 yards in the first three quarters 
of this game. And if it wasn't for a Christian McCaffrey fumble, like this could have been a game the Cowboys gave it, gave up 50 points. If if the 49ers really wanted to, they could have scored 56 points in this game. And I don't know if Dallas could have done anything about it. it it's not just one problem that needs to no. be fixed. No, no. And that's, that's what's endlessly upsetting about all this. Yeah. Uh, it's tough. Uh, let's talk about Dak Prescott because he did not play well. Uh, but I want to I want to take a you know a, a bigger approach here, ten thousand foot view on Dak Prescott. Next, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get two hundred dollars in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a five dollar bet. That is two hundred dollars in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. You can bet on the Cowboys to win the NFC East. I think they're plus 225 now. This is probably the best their odds are going to be in a while. Uh, you've got, the, I think they're plus 850. They win the NFC. That's the best odds that you're, you've gotten all offseason. So now's the time. If you want to try to make a little bit money of money on the Cowboys, go ahead and do that. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. We want to let you guys know about the Locked On NFL kickoff live show that comes on every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern time on every single Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Host Tanitra Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchups, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and more. Plus, get uh, the in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Later, let's talk about Dak. I want to first start with Dak just in this game. I mean, he did not play well, but why did he struggle so much against this 49ers defense? I mean, I... I I really don't like the way that the, the plays were called. I mean, I, I I have a big issue with like the fact that it felt like it was a bunch of the same crap that we've thrown at the San Francisco de- defense over and over again. And I think part of the issue that is really coming to bear is that Dak has got a problem with <laughs> inaccuracy throwing underneath, and 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 I and I think that that's been you know something that. Is, is a small issue, but when you're playing a team like the 49ers and you've got running backs who have to, or tight ends or wide receivers who have to reach for these passes, short passes, uh, you've got, you've got Greenlaw and, and, you know, uh, Fred another Warner. guy, who, Frank, Fred Porter that I don't even want to mention his name coming, screaming down, downhill every single time you use dump off. And if you're not getting the, putting the ball on the guy so that he can make a move, you're just going to get them crushed. And that's essentially what was happening is that the Cowboys were content to throw the ball underneath. Uh, they tried to throw the ball down the field with terrible success for the yeah. most part, uh, then continued to try to throw the ball down the field. Um, I think in an effort to try to free things up or, or to push the safeties back in order to create more room for the quick game. But, uh, you know, even when they got room for the quick game, the quick game wasn't working great. Um you know, I just think that I, I think that Dak was playing fine for for portions of this, but you know, was operating inside of an offense that was giving him no help. 
And then on top of that, um, you know, you've got when you've got stuff like Pollard, you know, fumbling the ball after getting the first positive play, you know, look, part of the issue is, especially the second half, it's like you, the 49ers like the Cowboys defense, right? Like once you get into a negative game script, it's like it's being really in hard. quicksand. Yeah. It's it's like it's you have to overcome. You're down by multiple points, so you know you got to throw to score, which means that you're putting yourself into a dangerous situation against that defense just like you would against the Cowboys defense. Uh, and so you start start throwing interceptions because you're forcing the ball into tight windows. You're not getting guys open. So that part I'm not honestly like the back end of the game. I'm not even concerned about that's. I mean that's just gonna what that's kind of what happens when you play these defenses. Yeah, it happens in blowout games. Points. You just but, but start taking chances that you normally wouldn't take. Like I get. But it. but the inability to get first downs, the inability to to move the ball even a little bit, the kind of just uh, playing scared. You know, uh, play calling scared of this offense. Um, you know, that's what that's what gets you beat against talented teams like this. And so, uh, I think I really feel like the Cowboys came in thinking that uh, they could play the the 49ers straight up uh, and 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 win this game. Um, it that confidence didn't didn't wasn't reflected in the play calling. The, the, the yeah. play calling was was like, hey, we're not good enough to play against this defense. We got to conserve our be conservative and hope that we can pick up a few yards here and there. And then all they end up doing is getting in third and eight a lot, and and you know putting Dak in even more impossible situations. I know it's early. We're only five games into this, but it's so clear to me that this Dak and Mike McCarthy thing just isn't clicking right now. I mean, Dak is. The turnovers are whatever. I, I don't care about the turnovers, but the yards per attempt are way down. CeeDee Lamb is off to the worst start of his career. He has 18 targets in the last three games and, and no more than four catches in any of the three games. Basically shut out. Brandon Cooks has 77 yards this season. 77 yards. Michael Gallup, I think I saw the stat. He has got a passer rating of like 33 when they've targeted him over the last three games. Everybody is down across the board in this passing attack, and it just – I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just Dak play poorly. I'm not sure if it's Mike McCarthy not giving Dak easy throws or scheming things up, but nobody is playing well on offense. Well, nobody's getting open. You know, it's like, I mean, and if they are, it's, it's because they're not being, you know, they're, they're finding ways to get open themselves and no one's being schemed open. Well, that's a big issue, right? And this is one of my fears with McCarthy before is that he, that's just not something he does particularly well. It wasn't something that Kellen Moore did particularly well, well no, either. I, it's honestly, fair. no, it's fair. You know, and and I think it's it's something that it, it's like, you know, you're you're throwing a fifty fifty ball on the third down and eight, like to the sideline, like their insistence on trying to like consistently uh, uh, make efforts to push the 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 the, the safeties back uh, in this 49ers defense, like that was some kind of win. Like that was some kind of victory. Like while the 49ers are piling on points, you're using your third downs to press the safeties up the uh, down the field so that you can start your your quick game work. Like, what are you doing here, man? So, like, here's another thought. Now, again, this is like a I'm I'm like a fifty percent there on this take, so I'm still hashing it out. But <laughs> last night, and I, this is probably an overreaction. Last night was the first night or the first game I think I've ever thought maybe the Cowboys should pause the idea of giving Dak a contract extension. Not that he's, wanna, a, not that he's bad, I'm with you. but it's 
we might have time. It, it might be time to consider other options here. It's not that Dak is bad at all. It's not that Dak is is not is even less than good. It's that what are we doing here? <laughs> like, are are we trying to win NFC East championships one uh, every few years and then lose in the divisional playoffs, or are we trying to break through? And are we trying to get to the Super Bowl? Are we trying to do something that we haven't done in thirty years? And if you know, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. I think that the Cowboys have made slightly different changes and gotten slightly different results. I just, I'm, I'm done giving the the benefit of a doubt at this point. I think we go through the rest of the season and see how this plays out. Because look, I agree. So you're not, you're talk, not benching him for Cooper Rush or Trey. Absolutely Let's not. No, no. Let's just be clear. No, no, that. we're not throwing Trey Lance out there. That's a, that's ridiculous talk. No, but, but I, I do think that at this point. I'm not, certainly not guaranteeing that I want Mike McCarthy back next year. No, I'm certainly no. not guaranteeing that I want to sign Dak to an extension at this point. It may be time for the Cowboys to really consider a true rebuild, which has never actually happened here, even when this kind of hodgepodge rebuild with, with McCarthy when he came in. It may be time to kind of reset some things a little bit. You hold on to your key players and then you kind of change things over at the end of the this is the first time that I've felt this way that it's like, look, how many times are we gonna continue to bang our head on the ceiling and, and think that oh, slight adjustments are gonna make it? It may be time to make big changes at the in this offseason. And I, this was the first game game to me too, where I was like I really do wonder about where the ceiling of this team goes. I, I think we'll know more the next month. You play the the Chargers, the Rams, and the Eagles basically in your next three games, right? Um, you'll know if, if they go one and two in that stretch, or even if it's two and one, but it's just kind of grinding out wins. It's just not what you want here. Like you've you've got to have a little bit of a higher standard. Um, it, I'll tell you what it was for me with Dak. Actually, it was it wasn't any throws. I, I thought that for the most part the decision making was fine, all that kind of stuff. There was, I think, three different plays in this game where there was pressure around Dak, and he just doesn't have the quickness or the slipperiness to kind of move out of the way and kind of dodge guys in the pocket. And, and I'm not comparing him to Tony Romo, but even when Tony Romo was age 32, 33, 34, he could still kind of make that first guy miss. That part is just kind of gone of Dak's game, and it's kind of taken away all the creativity in the big plays in this offense. Yeah, it does seem like his ability to operate out of structure is not is not as good, which is a weird thing to get worse at, right? Like, well, and I think like... it's the injury. The injury zapped him of so much athleticism, and you're really seeing it now because there was a play where Drake Greenlaw closed on him on a play where he moved to the right. I think early Dak either tries to run or tries to make a move and make a miss and maybe tries to throw the ball away, but not even to be able to throw that ball out of bounds was pretty telling to me. Same thing with Warner, that Warner play too, yeah. where Warner closed down on him when he was rolling left, you know, and, yep. and he could have just thrown the ball away, uh, yep. but he didn't get yep. a sack and it was hurtful. So, so it, it wasn't all Dak's fault. Let's talk about the defense who had, I mean, easily the worst game that we've seen them play in years next. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. 
It's so easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. All you have to do is add your job and then the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Lane, let's talk about the Cowboys defense. They gave up 42 points to the 49ers. Um, Brock Purdy averaged like 11 yards per passing attempt. I saw today that um, there was a report that Kyle Shanahan was showing some videos of Demarcus Lawrence talking pregame about how the Cowboys had the best defense and that they wanted to completely expose the Cowboys, and it feels like they kind of did. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think uh... – you know, they attacked an area where the Cowboys felt like they had strength. I mean, the safety play was just absolutely I wanted to atrocious. talk about them a lot. I mean, listen, we need to just mostly talk about Curse and Wilson and how problematic they were throughout the game. I mean, yeah. just penalties, a bad play, uh, 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 inability to stop the, the man they were covering. Um, you know, it, it, it feels was, like Shanahan picked those two guys out and was like, we're going to go after them all game. Yeah. And, and I'm, you know, I'm kind of at a at a at a done point with one of, if not both of them. You know, it's just like I I feel especially like curse, curse especially curse. I mean, Wilson still makes plays randomly, but I don't. I think I'm done beyond believing that he will ever be more than a boomer bust player. You know, like he's just he just doesn't have a high floor, and it's always it's always going to be that way. So he's going to be a high variance player. I think he's a good third safety, but. You shouldn't have him on the field for the majority of these snaps, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, and curse is, uh, I mean, all the playmaking is gone. Like all the, all the, you know, it's just the, like, the offsides penalty. It, it, it wasn't even close. It was a yard yeah. and a half lined up offsides. Like it just, I, I just don't understand how you do that. Like I just don't understand. Like you're not, you, you're lined up to cover a guy. This isn't even a guy that this isn't like a defensive lineman getting off the ball. Like yes, I understand you want to press the guy, but. Just look and see where the ball is, dude. Like, yeah, it, there needs to be just... some tough conversations in that safety room because you have better players that aren't playing because there's some veterans on this team. Yeah, there's no way Kerr should lead your team in snaps. I want to like the fact is Israel McQuamu has been a healthy scratch on this team for like the last two weeks. That's gonna stop, man. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm done seeing all these. Curse and Wilson snaps. Like it's time to see more Wanye Thomas. It's time to see we got tons of safeties. Let's see some of the young guys. They gotta be better than this. And, and listen, even if they make the same mistakes as Curse and, and Wilson, at least I trust that maybe they'll learn from their mistakes. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's the case with Wilson and and, and Curse anymore. So I mean, they're vet. Uh, I mean, Curse is thirty, thirty-one years old at this point. I mean, yeah, he's just I mean, kind of who he is. It's time to reduce. It's just straight up time to reduce Curse's snaps. And yeah. for Wilson, it's like I mean, you kind of have to play him if you're going to reduce Curse's snaps. But I, I honestly think. Wilson should split his snaps with Wanye Thomas at this point. Yeah, I agree. It's just, it's like, and th- and that was really, you know, a huge portion of, of, of what was going on. I mean, they, they honestly didn't run the ball. No, they didn't run the ball. Very, very well. I no. thought the defensive line for the most part played okay, except for the fact that nobody could get pressure, which is absolutely embarrassing and ridiculous. Like 
I, I, I would feel like, especially if you consider yourself to be an elite unit the way that the Cowboys do against that offensive line. I understand who Trent Williams is, but he only plays one of five guys. Yeah. The fact that the Cowboys could barely get any pressure against the 49ers. And, and, and again, they were doing deep drops at times and Purdy had all day. So I would feel super embarrassed if I was the pass rushers on this team uh, because they, you know, frankly embarrassed themselves. Uh, and if I well, was the, the fact same- that this is two out of the last three games, you gave up 28 to Josh Dobbs and the Cardinals and you lost that game just because you got off to a sl- such a slow start. And then you gave up 42 points in this game. And it could have been way more if Brock Purdy would have played a single snap in the fourth quarter. And it's not like you got, you played poorly. It wasn't like yeah. you, you got exposed to a schematic situation or they ran the ball down your throat. Like they threw the ball all through the yard, like in the middle of the field. You knew exactly what they were doing. Yep. They exposed the, your safeties and the, the lack of pass rush, uh, uh, which, I mean, this first part is surprising, but the second part is just absolutely shocking and embarrassing. Yeah. And Micah Parsons, I, now he was getting doubled a lot in this game. They tried to leave him on that. I guess Parsons left side, the offensive line's right side. And then just nobody else could pay for Parsons getting double teamed. And Parsons didn't do particularly well, even when he was single team in this game, just nobody played well on defense. I, even Jordan Lewis, who got a turnover in this game, gave up, I think a perfect pass a touchdown almost, almost right. Yeah. yeah. Gave up a touchdown, almost the most next play that he was in. Yeah. On. So yeah. And then almost it's, hurt his foot. Like as predicted, well, like, you uh, know. I mean, and this is the third time that Dan Quinn's defense. I mean, now, last year I thought they did pretty good against the 49ers. I, I think they did well. The first game, they did not. They did. They gave up way too many points early in that game. Kyle Shanahan just kind of gets Dan Quinn in a blender, and they can't figure out how to do stuff. And the Cowboys start being too aggressive. We saw this in the second quarter. They start throwing out all these wild stunts, and the 49ers just run the ball right down their throats when they're trying to be exotic. It's it, it, it just it was a very weird day by the defense. I expected them to play so much better than that. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, which is why a lot of this is so angering and frustrating is that you thought you had something good with their defense. And, and, and look, I mean, obviously, like we said, I think the 49ers are the best team in football. I think their offense is as good as any offense in football, honestly. Uh, but you still expected way more out of a defense that was supposed to be Good, very good, yeah. extremely good. One of the best in a long time. And I mean, this is this is that was middle of the road defense. That's average defense. It's like, considering all the players that the Cowboys have on it. That's embarrassing. Uh, last thing before we go, how does this loss rank for you in like other regular season losses for the Cowboys in recent years? Can you think of other games that were more demoralizing? The, the the Raiders was it the Raiders Thanksgiving game yes, that was pretty bad, yeah. but but this is the worst this is the worst one I can think of just because to me it sapped me of a lot of the long term hope I have for this team you know I mean yeah. it's 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 demoralizing that the Cowboys were given every single opportunity uh, and then that's that is what they put out there like you yeah. know what I'm saying like. I, I don't mind losing. I, I, losing is part of football, especially against a good team. I don't mind losing, but being embarrassed and 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 not showing anything, uh, yeah, like that's that that loop may, helps me kind of usher out a little bit of the faith that I had in this team yeah. to kind of right the ship. I, I you know I got no expectations for this team at this point. 
That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen every day. On tomorrow's show, we're going to answer your Twitter questions. I, I, I'll be shocked if we get a Twitter question or anything, right? Like people don't. Guys, want to ask the questions. I mean, seriously, we'll answer them. If there's just not going to be fun answers, that's all. No, probably not. Uh, we are free and available on all platforms. Go check us out on YouTube. Go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we'll see you right back here tomorrow.